Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Definitively a yes. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday morning, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you can check out. The Pirates lost to the Phillies yesterday 6-5 despite a Rodolfo Castro grand slam and... (laughs) Because of some of the worst umpiring you've ever seen in the ninth inning to finish the game. If I have time at the end, I'll share with you what happened for those of you who missed it. It's hilarious. Ben Charrington spoke yesterday, and he confirmed what there had been some speculation about of late, that the team could carry as many as 14 pitchers to Wrigley Field for opening day. And even if they don't, that there will be other points in the season by his projections, and they do project these things way far out, by the way. This is not like they just fly by the seat of their pants. They script out the entire 162 games. It's kind of crazy. But there are other points in the season where he expects to have 14 pitchers on the roster. So I I looked at my own projected opening day 25 to see what that would mean for who makes a team, who doesn't, who gets DFA'd, put on waivers, whatever else, guys that they're going to lose. And the bench... Sticking with that, as I see it, if you go with a, let's go with a four-man bench first, meaning if it was a 13-man pitching staff. A four-man bench, obviously you have to have your backup catcher. That's Tony Walters. Uh, Eric Gonzalez will be your backup infielder because he can play every position. Todd Frazier is absolutely making the team as the platoon guy at first base slash only older guy on the roster and leader and all that other stuff. So we're already at three. And then we have one outfielder, one spare outfielder in Dustin Fowler. Um, that's it. That's it. So you won't have your Chris Goodwins around, uh, especially since there was good news. Uh, on the Anthony Alford front, he got hit by a pitch over the weekend. 
initially looked like it hit him on that surgically repaired elbow, which was terrifying, but instead it got him on the wrist, and Charrington acknowledged that it's just a, a bruise. They think he's going to be fine. doesn't mean he's going to be swinging tomorrow, but they think he's going to be fine. Dodged a bullet was the way Charrington put it. But that's it. That's your roster. That's it. And I can kind of understand why they're doing it this way. I especially can understand it from the future standpoint where the Rule 5 pick, Oviedo, you want to keep him around. You want to at least get a look at him. And you don't necessarily want to use him in situations where the game would matter. So that's something that you're doing from the roster standpoint that doesn't have much to do with 2021 but could matter more into the future. It's conceding the now for the then, which I think we would all agree is a, is the right approach to take. And I can see wanting to take a look at some of these other arms. I can see also wanting to make sure that you're not overtaxing your pitchers early on in the year after a year where absolutely no one came close to their regular workload and specifically pointing to the minor leaguers hardly had any workload unless they were in the Altoona satellite camp or they were in somebody else's system uh, getting some other kind of work. This is going to be a very, very, very strange season in terms of managing pitcher innings. And I'll bet, I hope this isn't true, but I'll bet in terms of pitcher injuries as well. I'm talking all across baseball, obviously, not just the Pirates. So an extra pitcher or two or three who's carried around can be something that makes sense. And if you're sensing that I've had a but to come with this throughout, I I do. I do. Uh, I'm not crazy about the idea of a bench that's so limited for a couple of reasons. I I can see that Cole Tucker is not going to make the team. Um, Let's start there. I don't know that Cole Tucker's got a whole lot to prove in AAA. Not that he dominated it or anything, but his issue, his singular issue, the one thing keeping him from being a major league player, and it's not a small thing, but it is just one thing, is hitting major league pitching. You can't do that at the Altoona Satellite Camp where he'd be for a month. You can't do it in AAA even once they get going. Those aren't major league pitchers. They're good pitchers, and there's even some older guys down there who have some savvy about them, but they're not major league pitchers. It's a whole lot of Montana do rapow down there. Cole Tucker's not going to get any better like that. So that's one concern. Another is that I'm really, really uncomfortable with the idea of handcuffing a manager like this in National League games where there's no DH. And yes, I know, I know, I know wins and losses don't matter and everything else here. Except that they kind of do. You know, from the intangible standpoint, you want to see them winning, 
They want to experience winning. I mentioned on a show last week the intrinsic value of the Pittsburgh Pirates experiencing winning or success, collective success, individual success, even in Grapefruit League games, because it allows these prospects and other people throughout the organization to kind of not so much thump their chests, but to say, hey, we don't suck. Why, are, why is everybody saying that we're going to be terrible? Look at all this talent. I mean, we might not be ready yet, but we aren't bad at what we do. Stephen Brault said yesterday after he pitched against the Phillies that some of the young players, younger players, meaning guys that aren't ready for the majors, have been saying to him, hey, why is everybody saying we're going to be so bad? I kind of liked hearing that. I thought that was neat. You know? Doesn't mean it's going to play out into some big dramatic, well, we showed them and stick it to everybody in 2021. No, the talent the talent might be there. The experience isn't. The depth most certainly isn't. So you're not going to see the Pirates being, I don't even think, competitive, let alone contending in 2021. But they don't have to suck. And within that, it would be nice if Derek Shelton had more than one or two moves that he could make over the course of a nine-inning or a nine-plus-inning game. If he's got two bats on his bench, meaning you do the customary thing and eliminate the backup catcher, he's got two guys he can pick from, maximum three, you know, that there's not a whole lot of pinch hitting he can do. There's not a whole lot of creative National League-type managing that he can do, and that's probably going to cost you games and going to cost you some of that warm and fuzzy that I'm talking about along the way. So, again, I get it. I get it. Oviedo is a, is a guy that you need to look at. These other acquisitions that were picked up, uh, Underwood is a, is a player that you need to look at. Cahill is a guy that was brought in to make sure that they can manage the innings load, even though he's older and you absolutely don't need to look at him. So I see what they're doing, but I also wonder if, you know, by the time spring training approaches its end, if you're not going to see this all around baseball and then have everybody wondering why they didn't just expand the roster again for another year. Oh, I mean, I know the reason why. It's money. But it seems to me like Major League Baseball as a whole could have considered this and said, you know what, we're just going to go with a 26th man. Um, and what the heck, we've already bled millions and millions. We can afford one more player on each roster. When we come back, just one question. Just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that encompasses this podcast and leave it right there in comments. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. And always on this program, that's brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar 
and the North Shore Tavern. Those are sister operations right next to each other on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park, the side with the Willie Stargell statue. They're open for business. They're serving everything. At Mike's, you can find more than 300 local beers available in-house from more than 50 local breweries. There's no place like it in the city. There's always, always 80 taps of local. They also are offering specials. Buy three crawlers, get three free. I'm not making that one up. Buy three crawlers and get three free. You also can get 50% off mix and match six packs. Next door at North Shore Tavern, that's the home of the steak on a stone. That's all I ever need to say about North Shore Tavern, other than it's a Pirates fan's delight with the decor in there. Only Pirates Bar in Pittsburgh. Mike's Beer Bar and North Shore Tavern. And today's Just One Question comes from Alec McClay, who asks, do you think all three of Goodwin, Alfred, and Fowler make the team? All have done well this spring. No. No, I don't. I mentioned the limited bench, the severely limited bench, in the opening segment, and out of these three, your safest guy would be Goodwin. If you were looking for a Neil Huntington type, let's just save my face here from embarrassment kind of thinking, you would keep Goodwin. But being where the Pirates are, and as you state, uh, they've all performed pretty well. I've been way more impressed with Alfred than the other two, but I, you know, I'm respecting your opinion here that you think all three of them have played well. Um, in my mind, and from everything that I'd heard while I was down in Bradenton, and this phrasing was that the center field job was Alfred's to lose, well, he most definitely has not lost it. If anything, he stepped up and won it. And now that he's apparently going to be fine, that's going to be his job. I don't know that he's going to be out there, you know, every single day. Shelton has said that there are times when he knows in advance that Brian Reynolds is going to be sliding over to center, uh, maybe just to spell Alford, maybe to get a certain look against certain teams, certain pitchers, maybe just to keep Reynolds fresh and familiar with the position in the event of a more significant emergency. But Reynolds will be out there as well. So your outfielders, your four outfielders are going to be Reynolds, Alfred, Gregory, Polanco, and Dustin Fowler. And and Fowler is, again, he's one of these guys, kind of like Oviedo, where you don't go and get him from somebody else's system just to let him walk away. You don't go and get him and do so with an eye toward that player's future and then just say, eh, spring training, whatever, we're going to keep the veteran because that's just not the way you're basing these decisions right now. Is all of this weird? Yes. Yes. The Cole Tucker going down thing is weird. Um, Having only four outfielders is weird. Although, for the record, Adam Frazier also could play a corner outfield spot if needed. And if Cole Tucker makes the team, we've seen that he can at least semi-survive out there when he's not trying to kill himself against a fence or eating dirt or whatever. 
So they have some flexibility. They have some options there. But the other thing about this bench that really needs to be brought up is that they've got two first basemen. That one of their four bench guys can only play the one position. I know Frazier's played other spots on a diamond, but you, you really wouldn't be moving him back over to third base. He's a first baseman at this point of his career. Really, really limited with what they can do. But then that's just not the way they're thinking about it. It's not. They're looking at which talent they need to keep that they have the best chance of grooming into something significant, either right away or down the road. Thanks for the question, Alec. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.